I'm Steve Lascalzo, and this is The Way. Welcome to the August 2022 This is The Way podcast Star Wars news update. This is going to be a light month on news for the podcast. Now, we did finally get word that a Disney gallery series has been produced for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Last month, I was speculating whether or not there was one, and now they've announced it. It's coming, and it's going to be called A Jedi's Return. It will release on September 8th, but Disney's calling that Disney Plus Day. Last year, Disney Plus Day was November 12th, and you could make a case that that's the right day because it was celebrating the anniversary of the debut of the service back in 2019. I know that date well because that's when we were starting our podcast for The Mandalorian. Now, is this arbitrary? It's the way it's presented. It suggests this is a change that Disney doesn't want to draw attention to. Maybe because last year's was critically called a mess, even though I liked it. Still, making a change like that fits the Disney woke brand to me. And I'm going to choose not to elaborate on that. Hello there. I don't know. I mean, everything I do, I just want to like, I want to tell people about Star Wars. I want to make Star Wars cookies. I want to make, I want to make speeches about Star Wars. I want to make ice cubes in the shape of Star Wars characters. It is time to update you on Star Wars news since the last news update podcast. What's next is Andor. It was set to release at the end of August, but Disney just can't help itself. They, they delay things in sneaky little ways. They didn't say, hey, Andor's being delayed, but don't worry, it's coming on this date. What they did was they released a trailer, and then at the end it said, coming September 21st. So, we found out about the delay by them just pretending that they never made an announcement that it was coming on August 31st. Presumably, it's still going to debut with three episodes, and that's what I understand is a full story arc. So we're going to get one full story arc, and then nine more episodes after that released weekly. Last week, at the end of August, Variety posted an article which contained details from Tony Gilroy on why the series was reduced from its original concept of five seasons to just two. For more than a year, I've been mentioning different numbers on how many seasons Andor would run, but that's because the number kept changing. Now we think we know. For full details, you can read the article, but it goes into how long each arc takes, what year it takes place in, and it even has a pretty obvious final shot description of the show that fans of Rogue One could probably guess if they thought about it. The show will start, however, after the events in the beginning of Rogue One. So Galen and Lyra have been dealt with on Lamu, and Jin was, was a child, so she's now a teenager, I guess, because of what year it takes place in. And it does fe feature characters from the movie and the saga, but it also features new characters that we haven't seen, like Luthen Rail and Bix Kaleen. So could we see Jen Erso? Maybe. Maybe we'll see her get kidnapped or arrested, or who, who knows, during the series. But it's, it's taking place in a time frame that's like five years after Rogue One, or five years before Rogue One, but three years after Obi-Wan Kenobi. So... The path has been going on for quite some time, you know, at least what we learned in Obi-Wan Kenobi, 
But that doesn't mean there's going to be Jedi. In fact, I think Diego Luna said, no Jedi, no lightsabers in this show. And because Rebels is its own thing as well, maybe we'll see a cameo, but that might be the most we might see of the ghost crew from Star Wars Rebels. You think anybody's listening? So if Andor was delayed, what about The Bad Batch? It was supposed to come out in late September, right? Well, that date for the season two premiere is the same as the previously rumored one, September 28th, a week after the debut of Andor. Now that's great. I'm probably gonna cover the show the same way I did last year, which means I'll wait until half the season's over, do a first half recap, and then wait, and then do a second half recap at the end. That's a lot of work if I was gonna try to do two shows each week and you know how much I put into each episode of Star Wars that I watch. But wow, what a seven day, you know, seven days, there's going to be four episodes. No, five episodes of Star Wars to watch, right? The first three on the first day for Andor. And then the next week, there's an episode of Bad Batch. Maybe, maybe more. I don't know that yet. But at least one episode of Bad Batch. And then the second, uh, well, the fourth episode of Andor, so that's a lot of Star Wars watching that week. I want Clone Force 99, found and wiped out. In early August, Rosario Dawson visited a Comic Con in Chicago, and she was pretty free with her answers. She seemed to indicate to fans that they've been speculating correctly about the direction of the Ahsoka series that is on track for next year. Dave Filoni has even already put together an early cut of an episode, and she says... I think that he called it like a religious experience. You know, he's very, very invested in the character of Ahsoka. Now, thanks to StarWarsNews.net and LaughingPlace.com for that info. As for Sabine Wren, actress Natasha Bordizo called the role the best job she's ever done in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. And if she truly has been a fan, that's great news. I always feel more comfortable hearing someone will bring their fandom to their work on Star Wars because I think it leads to a better product. Time will tell, of course. But since Sabine is a Mandalorian, and Season 3 of The Mandalorian will take place in part, at least, on Mandalore, there's a possibility we might see Bordizo in both series. I think that's appropriate since Ahsoka herself debuted on The Mandalorian in Season 2 and also appeared in the Book of Boba Fett before production on her own series even started. I realized there was more to it. There was something else I was meant to do. Ezra's out there somewhere, and it's time to bring him home. Now to some video gaming news. The remake of the Knights of the Old Republic has officially changed developers after being delayed indefinitely late July. Embracer acquired a bunch of IPs, and one of those is the Middle-Earth Enterprises rights from the Saul Zeitz company, you know, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and stuff. Embracer, though, is the parent company of Aspire Media, A-S-P-Y-R, and also Saber Interactive. Now, Saber was already working on the project to help Aspire, so taking over the project completely doesn't seem like it would be a major factor in an indefinite delay. While the remake of that original is delayed, the touch-up by Aspire of KOTOR 2, the Sith Lords, Knights of the Old Republic 2, that, that delayed game won't have any effect on the game that's already been done because it's on sale right now 
at limited run games. They are not cheap, though. The additions are not cheap. And as the name suggests, there's a limited supply. You have until 11.59 p.m. Eastern on October 2nd to place a pre-order for either a PC or Nintendo Switch copy of the game on that limited run games website. I do not know how the Ebon Hawk was able to make it to... Be silent. We're having a conversation here. Collectors. How much would you pay for Han Solo's blaster? Well, unless you have $1.1 million, you're not even in the ballpark. In late August at Rock Island Auction Company, the DL-44 heavy blaster pistol prop from the original Star Wars movie was sold for $1,057,500. It was thought the prop might have gone for maybe $300,000 or $500,000. It easily surpassed that. Now, if it's a prop, you might wonder, why would it be so much since they always make so many backups, right? Well, it's thought to be one of only three left that can be accounted for. And unless it was the one that shot first and killed Greedo, I think that's a little high price, don't you? Yes, I bet you have. Just one more thing. I need you to send us a ping. Disney Parks news is usually what we do here, and there hasn't been anything too exciting to me, especially with prices so high and Disney offering less and less for the price of a ticket every day. There was a mention, though, in a recent YouTube video that I found interesting and must have just slipped by me. Apparently, at one point, there were plans for a Galaxy's Edge Paris, which recent reports now state is not going to move forward. Two different themes have already been suggested as taking over the space for the expansion for Batu. Now, it's not final and it hasn't been announced, but since I've only ever visited the Orlando edition, I wouldn't even know what French fans of Star Wars would expect from a land theme to Guerre d'Etoile. I think we can let him off with the warning this time. All right, like I said, short episode today. Time to sign off. But if you think I missed something, send me a message. Email is thisisthewaypodcast at gmail.com. And now with Linktree... All our links can be found in one place. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash This Is The Way Pod. You're going to find our Twitter and Instagram links at This Is The Way Pod, as well as links to our YouTube, Twitch, Anchor.fm, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, I think there's a Amazon Music spot, a podcast link in there somewhere. And uh, please do interact with us because if you're not listening... Then what am I doing this for? (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me for August 2022's news update. If you haven't checked it out yet, make sure you check out the Light and Magic documentary on Disney+. It's about more than just Star Wars, which is why I didn't cover it here on the podcast, but it is very interesting and I think worth your time. My next podcast is going to be in September. Probably a news update before Andor. Until then, though... I'm your host, Steve Lascalzo, and this is The Way. May the Force be with you, always. Always.